Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Beyond the Body podcast. My name is Terry Hofford, and I am so happy that you're here. No one is immune to body image insecurity, and it can definitely get in the way of us achieving the glorious lives we deserve. But in order to move forward and break through it, we must go beyond the body, challenging our mindsets and tapping into our creativity to realize it was never about the body to begin with. With amazing guests, topics to help you shift your beliefs about bodies, and activities that will actually help you put this work into practice, we are going to get closer to self and body acceptance. Are you ready? Let's go. Ho, ho, ho! Happy holidays and season's greetings to everyone except the diet industry. The holidays are a tricky time for so many reasons. Delicious food that we've been taught is sinful, family members commenting on our bodies and lifestyles, the pressure to please everyone by attending their event or buying them a gift, confronting the reality of the year versus what our goals were at the beginning, and while the holidays are full of delightful moments, they can hold a lot of stress for folks. So I figured it would be good for us to have a little chat about a few of the ways we can manage our way through. All right, the first thing I want us to do is just get centered in our bodies. So I'm going to ask that you just plant your feet firmly on the ground, settle into your body. If you're out walking, that's totally fine. Just kind of imagine a bit more slower of a pace. All right, so what we're going to do is we are going to inhale through our noses for a count of four, hold for four, and then exhale for four. And we are going to do this two times, okay? Are you ready? Here we go, in for four. Exhale for four. One more time. Beautiful. Okay, so what we just did is something I want to encourage you to keep in your back pocket whenever you feel your stress rising. We want to acknowledge what it feels like in our bodies as we get stressed out so that we can implement this deep breathing to bring us back down. So when you think of something that just stressed stressed you out in the last little bit here, I want you to just think about how your body reacted. Did your shoulders go up? Did you get uh, hot in your body? Did you clench your hands? Uh, Does your jaw tighten? Maybe your vision narrows? All of that good stuff. We want to bring awareness to when we start to get stressed out because this allows us to implement strategies that can bring us back to the present with minimal damage and it gives us the freedom to truly enjoy the holidays. Whether you're chasing around kids or trying to manage like family parties and things like that, it can be a lot. Plus you're trying to work a job and take care of everyone including yourself. So it can be incredibly overwhelming and we can find ourselves in a state of deregulation. Why this is important is because then we react in a way that makes us not feel super great. We react to our family and our children and our nieces and nephews and everyone in a way that 
maybe can hurt them. And so the holidays should be a time of relaxation, joy, and stress-free for the most part. I mean, we always have a little bit of stress, let's be honest. So once we are aware of what stress feels like in our body, we can then implement these different things, like simply deep breathing or pulling ourselves out of the situation. Once we are aware of what stress feels like in our body, then it's time to recognize the context that causes it to come rushing to the surface. Is it certain environments? Maybe you're not a party person, but now you have to go to your work party. Certain people, perhaps there's a particular family member that uh, treats you a certain way that doesn't feel super great. Maybe it's just the overwhelmingness of all the lights and sounds and noise and excess everything everywhere all the time and the the frantic energy that everyone is having including the people working in the stores maybe there's specific comments being made about your body your job or your relationship from certain people you like when we establish what our patterns are for getting stressed out we can do a little excavation to see if we can remember the first time we felt that way because here's the thing when people say things to us and it hurts it's only because we tend to believe them ourselves. So I want to tell you a little story about this kid that I used to uh, babysit back in the day. When he was younger, he used to go around calling people a garlic. Yes, garlic like the food. And he would run around calling people garlic. And at first, like he meant it as an insult, obviously, but as an adult or like a babysitter that was old enough, like 15, I was like, obviously I'm not a garlic. So I didn't take it personally. But had he said something like back then when I was 15, had he said, oh, you're a fat piece of shit. I probably would have felt really uncomfortable about that because I kind of believe that myself. So it's really important for us to recognize that when people say things to us and it hurts a little bit, it's because we believe it to be true even just a little bit. All right. So if it is certain people that irk you, ask yourself, what is it about them that drives me nuts? Because ultimately we can't change them. We can only control ourselves. And then ask yourself, is it because I could never imagine myself being like that? Or am I afraid of becoming the person they are? Another good question to ask is, do I see parts of them in myself? And those are parts of me I've been taught to dislike. So I do see this a lot with people. Um, for example, I'm a relatively soft person. Like I can get very emotional and things like that uh, for the people that are close to me, like my family and so on. And I know for the case of my brother, for example, he, ha he was taught from a young age not to be emotional. He was taught not to like feeling or anything like that. So I can imagine that when he sees me being sappy and emotional and caring for things, he's been taught to repress that in himself. So he may say things to me about being too sensitive. Meanwhile, me being sensitive has nothing really to do with him at all. Does that make sense? So again, at the end of the day, we can't control or change anyone else, but we can see what part we're playing in our own suffering. So when people say things that make us feel a little squidgy, and you can refer back to previous Christmases or holidays or things like that, and ask yourself, what relative or friend or family member says a thing that always drives me up the wall? When you acknowledge that, ask yourself, ooh, 
Is this because I am afraid of becoming this thing that they're saying? Is this something I've been told I shouldn't be? And that's going to help you recognize um, where your own limiting beliefs are kind of getting in the way. Now, here's the thing. If they are someone who constantly criticizes or puts you down or hurts you, listen, you get to decide what you want to do about that, even if it makes you squidgy. And I know there are people out there that hate confrontation. So I'm not saying you have to confront them, but I am going to give you a few different ways that you can like move beyond it. So ask yourself this. Before you go into an event or before a family, you know, before you're going to see other people that maybe make you feel a little unsafe, ask yourself this question to come up with a plan. How many times will I let them make a comment about my food choices before I leave the room, say something, change the conversation, etc.? So you have a choice in what, how you're going to handle that. Not everyone loves to be confrontational right? I am not somebody that does. And I learned for me, okay, when things start to make me, you know, when I've had enough of somebody treating me not super great, I'm just going to leave the room. I don't, I don't want to put up with it. I don't want to call attention to it. I'm just going to leave the room and go do my own thing. And ever since I was a kid, that's kind of been how I handled things. But if you are somebody that likes to say something and is a bit more confrontational, you might just say something like, hey, it's not cool to comment on people's food choices you know, or you can simply change the conversation and say like, hey, I'm trying this new thing where I don't really talk about how good or bad food is. So it's up to you how you handle it. But ultimately, if you can make a plan for the boundary beforehand, it's going to set you up. All right. So the boundary here is not for them, but it's for you. What are you, what is your limit? What are you going to put up with? So when we're emotionally frazzled, it's hard to enact a plan on the spot. This is why, you know, when somebody like catches you off guard a little bit and they say something or do something and then you don't come up with a good comeback until like 30 or 40 minutes later that's because we later are more emotionally regulated and we can think things through but in the moment it's like pure fear so we just kind of freeze and we're like uh yeah we don't really know what to do (laughs) now If the stress through the holidays you get is less from people and more from your relationship with food, remind yourself that even if you are to fall into a binge cycle, which can happen particularly when you're stressed, you are still a valuable person. Being a human is hard and we have to give ourselves compassion, particularly when we live in a society that has taught us certain emotions are better than others. When we aren't equipped from a young age with how to manage our anger or sadness and rather we are taught to suppress it, no wonder we turn to coping mechanisms. I know relationships with foods are complex. I'm in an it's complicated relationship with food too. But here's the thing. It is just food. There is actually no morality attached to it. You were just taught there is. You aren't good or bad. Your food isn't good or bad. It just is and you just are. Someone just decided there should be these labels and we willingly believed it. But now that we're adults, we get to choose something different. In fact, I dare you to choose something different this holiday. For me, I tend to scarf my food down really fast. Like a snake unhinging its jaw, I don't even taste what I put in my body a lot of the time. Looking back, a lot of that has to do with scarcity and food insecurity. But then we add the repression of inconvenient emotions like sadness and anger on top of that. And voila, we have emotional eating. 
The holidays add pressure because A, you're surrounded by people, lights, and noise, and you may be overstimulated, which can make empathic people feel uh, floaty and kind of disconnected from their bodies. I recognize this for myself, and I realized that part of why I was overeating was because overeating makes me feel physical pain, which brings me back down to earth and feel less floaty and disconnected from myself. It says, hey, you're here and you're hurting. Uh, so that's number one. B is you may want to scream at the top of your lungs about someone or something and you're confronted by all these things, but you know that it's not polite. So maybe you stuff it down with food instead. Listen, you can't scream when your mouth is full. So if this is the case, it's really important for us to take a deep breath. Do the breathing we did at the beginning before you load up your plate. Think of each food before you put it on your plate and ask your tum or body, how are we going to feel after eating this? And your body will respond. We just have to practice. The more you practice, the more in tune you're going to be. So maybe the holidays could be a fun project to get to know your tum a bit better. Now, if you're stressed about work and panicking because you haven't met your goals and now feel in a spiral of sadness and depression, you may turn to coping mechanisms to make you feel better. Things like eating, drinking, shopping, having sex, whatever. And it's important to note that if you do, you are still valuable, okay? However, if you want to mitigate the need for coping, it helps to look at the context of what you are feeling and why. If you didn't meet your financial goal this year and it really makes you emotional, ask yourself why. Are you afraid of not meeting somebody's standards? Are you afraid about not having enough money? Where is the fear coming from and what are you making it mean? Perhaps your goal was to be in the best shape of your life this year and you lived your life and your body accommodated and it doesn't look like you wanted it to. What does that mean? Does it mean you're a failure? And if you were, what would that mean? Does it mean you're ugly and unlovable? Where did you learn that? What expectations are you putting on your body and why? Perhaps the best shape of your life is the one that lets you live another day. Lastly, I want to touch on the fact that the stress you feel in your body during the holidays may not be motivated by anything in the present. If you experienced a lot of stress from your family growing up around this time, then chances are your body is going to respond as if that is still the case now. If you look back at your past, are you able to see what patterns around the holidays were like? Were your parents stressed, anxious, nervous, or insecure? And did they transfer that to you? Did you feel you had to parent your siblings or your parents during this time? Perhaps alcohol and drugs were heavily used during this time and your caretakers weren't super great to be around. This can cause a lot of internal stress that might be showing up today despite the trigger not being there. Once you do a little digging, you can remind your present self that you are safe, supported, and loved. Make this your mantra whenever you feel that fear rising in your chest. I know for me around this time of year, I tend to get a bit more anxious before Christmas. And if I think about my 
family, you know, as I was growing up, there was definitely one Christmas where my dad ended up in the hospital on Christmas Eve. And so obviously that would be a traumatic experience for a kid. So there's always this little bit of squidginess inside of me. The other thing is as uh, farmers and things like that, we maybe didn't have the financial, you know, there may have been a bit of financial stress on my parents during the time, which while trying to remember, I don't remember them necessarily outwardly telling us that, but kids can feel stress. And so I probably picked up on the stress that they were feeling. And therefore around this holiday, that's when I feel stressed as well. All right. So my friend, I hope this was helpful and you're going to be able to go forth with a bit more awareness and self-compassion into the holidays. Remember that people just kind of mirror back to us the things we're afraid of or the things that we desire and how we respond to that is up to us. Having a plan or strategy before you go to these events, meetups with people are going to help you feel more empowered and in control and recognizing that other people's patterns will allow you to know what boundaries to put in place for you. Lastly, look at the context that brings up some squishy feelings around this time. Is it rooted in the past, something in the present, or fear of the future? Is it the food, the environment, or the people? All in all, the holidays will be what they are, and the only thing you can control is yourself. So you get to decide how you want to show up. I hope that you have a relatively stress-free holiday and focus on the good that's going on. Look for the light in the dark and give yourself grace as we celebrate another year. All right, we're going to end this off with another deep breath. Are you ready? We're going to inhale for four. Hold for four. Exhale for four. Now drop those shoulders, shake your body a little, relax your jaw, and have an amazing week.